Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. friends and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. We are so excited for our 50th um, edition today to be joined by the absolutely incredible Abby Bradbury from Dynamite Studios. Hi Abby. Hi ladies, how are you both? So, so pumped. Yeah, so excited to have you on and um, you and I have connected because one of my students is doing full-time at your school this year and uh, I was chatting to you about Expo. Um, we've never really connected before that though. So, you know, Marco has always said to me that we have to meet you because um, we're such similar humans and I, I really felt that when we did actually have a chat to each other. Um, so, yeah, I'm so pumped to have this conversation with you today. It's going to be so awesome. But I guess I wanted to talk to you about full-time first because, you know, I know that you do things very differently to most full-time schools and I am in so I have so much respect for you and the way that you run your school especially after one of my students being there and I didn't even know about your school until this year Um, but tell me some things that you do that are different to other full-time schools. Well how long have you got? No, kidding. Um, are we, we, do <laughs> we'll so many, we do so many things differently. I think we just live in our own little bubble in what we do. Um, mm. But I think the main thing is, is we treat our students like human beings and not, um, you know, just we take them for who they are when they start with us. And they stay with us until they gain the contract or the career that they want to, you know, ultimately live out so it's not I guess typically normal where it's like cool you come to your one year of full-time and boom then you're out of there Um, for us it's very holistic and we have such a like mentoring approach to what we do we're very career and pathway driven so the students as soon as they they join us in their you know the beginning of the year we sit down we do a full pathway program with them uh, deciding on you know I guess what stream they want to go in so then that's another process that we do that's really different our timetable is streamed across musical theater and vocal circus Mm. and dance and then the students don't then have to pigeonhole they're able to actually choose a schedule where they're able to do all the things so like Brooke she wants to be a dancer but she also found this love for circus so has been able to excel and, you know, I guess upskilling those areas as well as still keep and maintain and pushing for that dancer stuff as well. So we really train them as individuals and not, oh, it's a one, one um, you know, shoe fits all. Because let's be real, mm. the industry has so many facets and I think there's so many opportunities for, you know, students to be able to work in the industry. It's just knowing what that work looks like. I think it's it's about education and, and letting them in on what the abilities and capabilities they have if, um, you know, they open their mindset. You know, most students come in to full-time and say, oh, I want to be a commercial dancer. Little do they know our industry in Australia is so small for commercial dance yeah. um, that majority of our commercial dancers are teaching and choreographing as well to sustain a career 
Um, and I think that's something that then they kind of go, whoa, okay, I didn't look at it like that. Um, you know, and then when you open their eyes up to all of the opportunities that they can have and and the pathways and the jobs and the companies that they can work for, and then we base their training around those goals. So rather than just going, oh, this is for everyone, um, you know, and you've all got to do the same stuff, we really individualize their, their training to them and to their needs and weaknesses and strengths and all of that stuff. Yeah, I love that. And and one of the things that I really love as well is how committed you are to actually getting them a job because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of the schools, they do their full-time for a year and then it's like, okay, bye-bye, whereas you are actually committed to them, you know, and a job that really suits them. So I know that Brooke already knows the exact contracts that she should be going for on cruise ships that are going to suit her particular skills and I'm I was really blown away by that as well. Yeah, and that's the thing is like not everyone really actually knows. Like you go to a dancing school and you're trained by incredible teachers and, you know, and some of these kids are in different states. So even state to state's different. So Mm. then they, you know, and then they get this incredible training and they then come to full time, I guess, with different expectations of what that could look like. And I think it's it's our job as mentors and as a full time school to then take those skills that they have and create them into a pathway rather than being like, oh, well, you don't fit the mold, so therefore you're not going to make it because I hear that yep. too often. And mm. I think, I think you know, well, if we're selling a dream that's not real, then why are we doing it, you know? So for me, I won't sell anything that I can't make a reality. I'm going to make sure that if I say to a student, this is where you got, you're heading, that's where we get to. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, you're going to make it and then have no actual action plan put in place for them. I think we see that too often. Mm, yeah, sure. I love That's that. Right. I absolutely love that. And um, I'm going to deviate from full-time now because I, oh, I love all the full-time and what you're all about. But I know you've got a huge junior school and Amanda and I were speaking at the Ready, Set, Dance conference and you also got up and had a talk and you've got yeah. 500 <laughs> preschoolers is that right we've got 400 400 preschoolers 400 okay that's pretty epic so I've 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 got around 300 but like what's your secret what what do you think is the big thing with building that preschool program because we talk a lot to our peeps about this right yeah and I think this is a really important one you've got to love preschoolers you've got to love giving the gift of dance at the early ages and I'm not talking like the staff have to love, the studio owner has to be so passionate about building the junior school and giving them attention. I give attention to all areas of my business. Yes, there's Mm. times where I spend a lot more time in full-time because I obviously am an agent as well and I spend a lot of time with them through their process, but I still spend a lot of time in that junior development to make sure that that is running smoothly my team is inspired they're accountable um there's consistency all those types of things you have to love the preschool side of it just as much as you love full-time so I think that's the thing is I love the junior school and I love the the preschoolers just as much as I love and want to see my full-timers thrive if that makes sense 
Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head exactly there because I think that's what so many um, we see from so many studio owners is they just put a teacher in because it's not their thing uh -huh. and then they're like, oh, yeah. why didn't it work? But I know like we all have really big preschool programs, but we're all super passionate about preschool. And I actually think it's funny. I've yeah. always loved preschool, but from um, my daughter's 10 this week and from the moment she was born, I think I was even more passionate about it. And that really yes. started to, you know, <laughs> my program expanded in those last 10 years because it is, it's that yeah. thing that you just all of a sudden see what little people want. You know, you get to know more about them um, because obviously when you're first young and don't have children, you don't know those things. But yeah, yes. it's just incredible because <laughs> I just like get so excited about preschool still. It, I like preschool just lights me up and I get so excited about the ideas and the creativity and all of the things. I'm the same. I feel like, yeah, we have, we as studio owners have to be the driving force of everything. Um, that we do and that's um, it's important because then that's where you see the success you can't rely on you know you can't expect I guess your staff and your teachers to love it more than you you've got to be able to be yeah. the one that's doing the inspiring and encouraging and set the vision and the intention for everything and then empower your staff and your teachers to then get on board yes. if that makes sense. 100%. Yeah, totally. And I think having consistency in marketing, the consistency mm. in marketing as well. Like if you aren't consistently marketing preschool and aren't putting out there that you do preschool, I think that's a game changer too. Like we consistently at my school market preschool every day of the year. Um, mm. And I try and say to people who are like, oh, I'm trying to build my preschool program. And then we go on their Facebook page and you're scrolling and there's still no preschool. Like, you know, a preschool parent's going to opt into preschool. So that consistency Absolutely. in marketing. Yeah. Mm. What sort of yep, things do totally. you do to market your preschool, Abby? Like what would your top tip be for marketing preschool? Oh, look, I am really lucky and I go against a lot of things that I guess a lot of people have to do. I don't have to do paid marketing. My word really? of mouth for my preschool speaks yes. I don't I honestly like I would average still to this day 15 plus inquiries a week like for preschool like at the end and, and this is like term four yeah two weeks out from concert and I'm still getting yeah. that many inquiries because our marketing on social media and on all of those platforms is consistent and it's um mm. colorful and encouraging and then you've got our parents and community that share and tag and include and so we have a really big community presence um for preschool like I said, we put the emphasis in the preschool that we do the full-time school and, and, and so on and so on. So mm. I feel like, yeah, for us, it's community. I feel like the, the community we've created uh, with our, our preschool program is huge. That's amazing. That's so that. amazing. And so do, with your Instagram, for example, that's a question we get, um, we talk about a lot with um, some of our clients is they, you know, struggle to balance, you know, the elite level stuff in the preschool. Do you actually have a completely different preschool Instagram as well or Facebook no, page or whatever that is, or you just put them all together? Well, this is funny because originally when I first started, I had everything mm. separate because I was like, oh no, yep. you know. I was so worried that people wouldn't come to full-time if I had preschool on there and then vice versa. Preschool yep. wouldn't come if I had full-time on there. And then I did a, like a seminar with a, um, like a, 
his name's Cohen Ray. And mm. I just remember that, that it just used to bother me that I was having to do like three different platforms and three different, I, I didn't feel like people actually knew our identity. And then he's like, mm. put it into one, be clear about who you are. And every time you're posting, you're clear. And, and the moment we did one, we've exceeded our um, following. We have, you, you know, like I feel like marketing it on one is yep. what's done our, like our business justice because then they can see, oh, this is where we start, but then hang on. This is where we're heading. There's That's where we finish. Yeah, like they see. And we like to include our whole studio in everything that we do. So mm. the older students and the graduates, like we had literal like four and five-year-olds watching our graduation show the other night, like this, like, so trying lovely. not to fall asleep because they're like their little fans. I know. And that mm. was, so that for me is really important that the younger ones can have like inspiration to look up to and it not be this like segregate. You can still be professional. You can still produce a world-class show without it, you know, without having to then cut off a whole market of people coming to watch. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yes. And you said that you said Kerwin Ray is your or was one of your mentors. Do you have a mentor now? Because Amanda and I are so big on having business mentors. I think it's so important. Um, so we've been working with Jill Stanton this year and she's like mind-blowing amazing. But do you have someone that you're working with at the moment? I actually don't. I found that I was working with people um, and I felt like I got to a point where I'd outgrown and I felt like I was, and because I do mentoring myself, like I'm a mentor for other businesses, I felt like I was finding my biggest inspiration from my business partner. Um, we run the agency together and we now basically find our inspiration from, um, yeah, like the business that we're doing and, and Yep. striving for the next thing I think I think um, I'm a big risk taker I'll take risks to get you know I don't think you can't expect to grow without taking risk um, mm -hmm. so I'm someone who always I've invested so much back into my business year after year after year whether it be facilities whether it be staffing whether it be um, you know equipment whatever I'm constantly someone who'll reinvest um, that, but yeah, I don't have, I don't have a business mentor currently. Um, yeah, I've just, I, I felt like I needed a break from it if I'm being honest. Yeah. Like I needed sure. to focus sure. and get back to who I was and where I was at. Um, cause yeah, I feel like my business has come through like a bit of a reinvention. We have grown massively. Um, and you know, since COVID we've all evolved and changed and yes. um, staff have come and gone and all of those struggles that we've all faced. So I feel like this year was my year for reinvention. So 2023 is going to be big for us. Amazing. So you've got so many different um, facets to Dynamite. Um, you've got the preschool mm. program, the full-time, I presume a junior school. You've got a school as well, is that right? Like a performing arts high school? Yes. And did I say like Yeah, a, this a is gym? actually our is 10th year. Is it like an adult's year. gym? Yes. Oh, amazing. Yes, so we have a gym. Have I missed anything? Um, uh, we also have a um, creative space that we do. And then we have, yeah, so that's like photography studio and things like that. And we also, um, I have an agency and then I do my mentoring programs as well. So, 
you're a busy woman. <laughs> so how do you manage all of that? Yeah. Do you have in your studio, how does your um, like setup go? Do you have um, you know, program managers for each of your program? Do you have head of creatives? What kind of roles do you have inside Dynamite that allows you to, you know, serve so many kids and also have such a good connection with so many students, you know, all the way from preschoolers to full time and, and including your agency so that nobody is, you know, slipping through the cracks, I guess? Yeah, the most important thing is staff and, and the team that we have. Mm. We have uh, heads of department. So, uh, my business yep. partner, Erin, runs the agency and um, our mentoring business we do together. So she oversees all of the that that side of things and manages that. Mm -hmm. um, and then our like our preschool program, I have a head of department. And then for my recreational, I have a head of department. For my performance teams, I have a head of department. For like the courses, I have a head of department. And then I have two school qualified two. School two qualified school teachers that um, mm -hmm. run the school as well. So yeah, basically there's a head of department for everything and every area that we do, which allows me to have a lot of time to put into making sure that everyone's getting what they need. Yeah, for sure. And so you just must be overseeing a lot of staff as well. Are you in the trenches doing a lot in your studio anymore? Um, are you still teaching classes, jumping in, uh, mentoring the staff, or do you feel like you're just a manager at the moment? How do you kind of like see your role inside Dynamite? Um, okay, so yeah, I'm in the <laughs> trenches like all the time. So yeah. At one point, you know, at one point I didn't have a studio manager and I was doing all the emails and people thought I was another person, but it was me the whole time behind the scenes doing it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a person that jumps back in. Like I'm, mm. I oversee absolutely everything. Um, I still teach, like our whole graduation performance, I did, like I cleaned routines, I did all the costuming, I did all the lighting, plotting, um, yeah, I directed the whole thing. So yeah, I'm I'm heavily involved in everything. Uh, it, yeah, what what the kids are being taught, I have I have um, input in all of that. So yeah, I think something. Yeah, I I don't think I could just step back and let yeah. someone else because I feel like the reason I've created it to be where it is now is so I actually do have the time for the quality control of everything and making sure that mm. everything's running how I would expect it to run. Back in when I was doing so much, like I was teaching 80 hours a week and, you know, trying to run the admin and the agency and all of that by myself, I felt like my quality wasn't there and why the success of the growth is because I've allowed other people to do the day-to-day -day stuff, but I still make sure that I'm across you know, every parent that emails with a concern or anything like that, I, I read and see absolutely every yeah. single thing that comes in the door. So, um, yeah, that there's nothing that. that, yeah, I, I will <laughs> not, that's not someone else's job. That's my job. You mm. know what I mean? It's my business and yeah. in, to ensure that we're delivering what we say we're going to deliver is I've got to make oh. sure it's happening from the team. For sure, I absolutely love that. And I think you need to set an example, um, you know, as a team leader. And Beck and I were talking about that in our last podcast, that, 
you know, we still jump in and do things at our studio, whether it's teaching a class, you know, I was packing costumes. I think you were steaming costumes, Beck. I had to run and buy yep. one boy's costume today. You know, we still get in and, you know, do all the things that we need to, to be a great team leader and, you know, mm. um, show our staff that we're there to support them and not just, mm. you know, hiding in an office on a computer or something like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important to to get in there and show your staff that you're you're one of them and not that you're mm. just this big head honcho at the top of it. So um, I love that you do that, Abby. Hey, I wanted to ask you about your podcast or podcasts mm. because I know you've got a podcast you do yourself, which I've been listening to, which is super amazing, can I just say. But I Thank also you. think that you do a podcast with the students at your school. Is this correct? Yeah, so I do um, the backstage pass and that's just something that we recently started um, was just to give people a little insight, I guess, to what we do, um, but also to get some of the student stories and experiences out there as well. Mm. Um, because, you know, it, we so are better. a larger school and there's always an assumption an assumption that, oh, you know, you're just a number. But I'm like, that is couldn't be further from the truth with what we do. Every student, like I said in the beginning, Every student is so valued and, um, you know, we try to make sure that every individual path and student's needs are being met. So I wanted to be able to showcase and share those experiences because I think they happen and, you know, you can see with the success we have with the overseas contracts and things like that, like those things have to have individual attention in order to get to that end goal. So, yeah, it's nice to share some stories and journeys from kids that, you know, are with us in grade five or, you know, are coming up to about to get their first contract or whatever it might be, or even just chatting to our teachers and their experiences that they've had, or just even, um, yeah, our experiences as a studio and what works for us or what doesn't work and things like that. So we created it just so we were focusing on just what we did at the studio and, to give people a little insight because we do get asked quite frequently on our social media how things work and mm. and all that kind of thing so it was yeah yeah just kind of like basically answering all those frequently asked questions we get yeah. asked <laughs> such a clever idea yeah yeah fun. I, yeah I absolutely love that and tell us a little bit about your other podcast because I know that like you have another podcast uh it's super inspiring so tell us what the inspiration was behind that Okay, so Living Your Best Life is a business I created with my business partner, Erin, who we own the agency together. And that was a COVID baby born business uh, because I had a lot of dance studio owners reach out to me in COVID, very deflated, um, looking for inspiration and guidance and help. And a lot of people said, do you mentor? And it was something I definitely thought about doing for a long time. I've done like a lot of... Um, you know, guest speaking at seminars and things like that. And I was, yeah, it just became something that I went, you know what, this is something I'm super passionate about is helping others. And I love seeing success in other people. And why not build a community within what we do in the dance studio realm, um, to, especially during COVID to help and guide each other on how to get through that process. So we created this business um, where we offer mentor programs to studio owners, business owners in the creative arts. We have clients that do a variety of different things and, and help them with their business goals and things like that. And mm. then we started the podcast as, a, um, I guess, a way to get our messaging out there and the business out there with what we actually had to offer. So, 
yeah, we. I, I, that's one of my favorite things to do is the Living Your Best Life podcast because I feel like I want to be able to share my experiences in business. You know, I felt like I was just a kid when I started. I was 21 when I started the business and I've been going for 15 years now and like this is our 10th year of our school and things like that. So I feel like I've, I've experienced it all um, and I'm sure I've got many more <laughs> things ahead of me. Um, I'm definitely not an expert, but um, yeah, I think the more that we can share and help and empower each other and inspire each other, the more successful everyone can be. Yeah, totally agree. That's exactly why Amanda and I do what we do for the same reason. I feel like, you know, we we just want to help each other out. And, And same thing, we started ours through COVID as well. And I think COVID has really helped, I hope, studio owners to come together like that. I know mm-hmm. when I go to a comp or anything like that, I love just chatting to everyone. I hate that feel of, you know, people are against each other or competitive with each other. I feel like there's enough kids to go around. We should all be working yes. together towards the same goals um, and just helping each other out and, and not being so catty about it, you know, like it's so unnecessary. Um, and Amanda and I are lucky now with Tribe, and you may have this in Queensland as well, where we'll go to a comp and there's a lot of our tribe members at the comp and we're all chatting together, standing with each other, cheering for each other's kids. And and then also our students see that, you know, I think it's so important for our students to be inspired and and feel like they can connect with other studio kids. And that's fine too. Like, you know, I I love that idea of us all working together. I think think it's how the industry should go. And I'm sure that's why we're all such good friends with Marco, because I know Marco feels the exact same way. He's so passionate about studios just working together. I agree. And I think that's it. We, we're we all so different. We all offer different things and we're all going to appeal to different people. So yeah, there shouldn't be this fear of, oh, you know, it's this competition or anything like that. And, you know, like we just recently had um, our show last week and I had my um, mentoring clients actually came to my show and vice versa, like Erin went down to Sydney to watch one of our clients' shows and things like that. Like, because we're, we're, care about each other and we care about the success of of each other and I think that's really important um you know when you are in this industry it can feel really lonely at times so it it's nice to have a community of people that you can turn to for inspiration or just even for a little guidance every now and then oh for sure Absolutely love that. So tell us what is next for Dynamite? What is in, you know, have you got these big plans or you've had this huge period of growth and now it's just going to be, you know, um, catching up and making sure that you continue supporting all your kids? What's coming up next for you? Um, I think we've had something in the works for about two years now and it's been a process. Um, I can't really mention a lot about it, but yes, there's there's Secrets. something big is coming. <laughs> yeah, there's something big coming. Exciting. Um, yeah, we're constantly working on, I'm someone who doesn't ever want the same year. I like to mm. have consistency, but I also like my kids to experience something new each year. I, I like them to ha- be able to grow as much as, you know, our business grows. I want the students growing and keeping connected and um, engaged in what they do. Because some kids start at like, you know, if we've got kids that are starting at two, you know, you've got to keep them engaged to 18 or, or 19. Um, so I like them to have new experiences every year. So I guess for us, it's like creating those new experiences and new opportunities. So 
yeah, and each year looks different, which is exciting. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear and find out all about it. I'm sure we will super, super soon. Um, but we want to say a huge thank you, Abby, for coming on. Um, we know that you are so amazing. Uh, if you guys have students who are thinking about full-time, I cannot recommend them checking out Dynamite. I know another one of my students came up um, to your grad a couple of days ago, Abby, and they were like blown away. Um, by Thank the grad you. and by the studios and all the things um, and make sure that you guys also check out Abby's podcast it's very very inspiring but thank you so much for coming on today Abby we truly appreciate it thank you both so much you two are both so inspiring so I really really appreciate you having me on thank you been amazing thanks Abby bye bye, bye.